I don't have a time frame that I can announce right now, but I can tell you on this show the first time I will say in public. It's official. For the first time ever, we have Hip Hop Hustle podcast merch. From hoodies to T-shirts to hats and even slides, go to the hiphophustlepodcast.com to get yours. Hip Hop Hustle podcast, man. You heard it here first. He's not playing. No, Aaron's not playing. No fucking game. You got your ear to the streets, man. Much love to all the people down under. And make sure y'all follow the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, man, because they're giving y'all nothing but the real shit. But yeah, man, appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Shout out to the whole Hip Hop Hustle podcast. What's up with it? Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast. I am extremely excited about my next guest, my current guest, the one and only Reyes. Uh, the man's been through a journey, to say the least, um, literally a journey. Um, he's made an official comeback. Um, it's it was four years you took uh, took time off between making music, and we'll we'll get into that story at some point during the show. Um, I don't want to steal the thunder of of you being able to say it, but he's got a track, All Good, which is out right now. Uh, it's by Mad Child, and of course Reyes, who I'm speaking with today. Um, Extremely, extremely interesting and difficult story in terms of what you went through. But I always love having guests on the show that go through hardship in the sense that they overcome it. I hate that people have to go through hardship to find the strength and to kind of build into what they what they become. But there is a part of me that's also like, without that, then you don't challenge you're not challenged enough to become the person that you are now so it's a weird dichotomy to me of like it's bad but it's good but now it's it was it's this whole weird place that i kind of grapple with my own mind how do you view it out of interest and i think that's why we're here today 100% that's why we're here today because there's certain people who are going through it right now and what we want to do is motivate them to keep going and find a way out of the situation that maybe they found themselves in, or maybe just life uh, in general has gotten them in. Not everybody uh, is at fault for what they're going through. Some people are just going through something, and I hope we can motivate them to get through it with this song, uh, All Good. Well, the interesting thing is, of what you said, it's like, I think most of the time it's not their fault. Like, a lot of the challenges people have in their life are almost thrust upon them. Like, I think they're the worst ones of like, I didn't really do anything quote unquote wrong, but I'm here now and I am going through the shit. You know, people lose parents, people go through accidents, people just things happen around them and they have to all of a sudden deal. I mean, that's a difficult thing to go through. And I think your song and and you and your story will definitely help people go through that journey. Now, it's known that uh, they recently uh, cleaned up the homeless encampment in East Hastings, uh, Vancouver, here where I live in Canada. Now, they've cleaned this up to the point where the homeless people are now scattered and, and they've, uh, they not only have lost their families already, but now they have lost their friends. And, and uh, I believe that uh, community and the organizations need to come together to help these people because this is one of these situations where it's not directly their fault. You know, they have woken up again to being told you have to move. And these people have gone through it all their lives. I think as a community, we need to show support to them. Uh, we also need to reach out to organizations who can do something. And uh, I believe that's where um, we can be putting our focus right now as a community. So, so do you think homelessness is the biggest issue we have right now? Or is it something that particularly like sticks out to you? Yeah, I think rising home prices, the rising cost of rent, all of these situations that are going on in our communities, in our backyard, that not a lot of people are talking about. I really believe that we need to start talking about it and showing support to uh, different individuals who need help. We can uh, really prompt each other up uh, during these times. Well, I know down here in Australia, we definitely talk about it a lot. Um, and I've, I think this is probably the last thing that my the people who listen to the show 
expected, but the Reserve Bank, obviously, uh, they they increased interest rates. Uh, and they've been increasing interest rates all year, so we're definitely feeling the pinch and then the increasing cost of uh, of groceries and goods and in general is continuing to go go up and, you know, inflation is, is kind of ridiculous. So it's funny that you bring it up. Um, and I've said this before on the show, but we don't plan the show. So this is not like me and Reyes came together and we're like, oh, let's talk about homelessness today. Um, but it is interesting in terms of like what's happening in the economy and how that impacts like the everyday individual. No, it's very true. And uh, you go back to the grocery store uh, uh, topic that you just mentioned. And a lot of families are lacking uh, the basic needs that they need. And I think with my music here, what I really want to do is create awareness of these different uh, situations that are going on in our backyard and find a way to maybe not solve them, but create a spark that uh, spreads the light uh, for somebody else and myself uh, to get involved in different initiatives um, to give back to these families and, you know, try to help them out. Do you think, though, that we... We already know this. Like we the, do already know this. Like yes, when, when, so when, I, when we talk about things like awareness, it's interesting to me because if I walk down the street and I speak to ten strangers, ten out of ten will be aware of homeless people. So it's interesting that like awareness is the goal because I actually don't think it's awareness. It's like, well, now we know. I mean, we hear it in Australia about LA all the time that their homeless situation is really tough. I think no one really knows how to fix it or if they do it isn't supported and i think that's the weird place of like homelessness is an interesting issue because it's like how do people like they're just living but they're on this like we could solve it there are empty buildings in every city you know this what I mean? is a, these are great questions because this is what i want to do i want to start the conversation that allows us to come to a solution. And it really starts with us talking about this on Hip Hop Podcast because hip hop artists are really uh, a staple in our communities. We do a lot to uh, speak to the youth. We do a lot to speak to adults our age. And really what I want to do, if I'm going to be speaking to people, we need to spread a positive message. So I think it's about starting a conversation like we're doing right now. Uh, You say that uh, a lot of, uh, people already know about this situation, but, you know, I've walked down the street and I've heard a homeless person uh, walk past me and say, hey, I feel invisible. And then I look at them and I say, you feel invisible. And so I spark a conversation with them and figure out why they feel invisible. And, you know, there's an invisible minority and majority out here that need to be heard. And I would like to give them the platform for that. It's a like dichotomy of like, we're aware, but it's an uncomfortable truth. It's exactly 100%. We're so comfortable, uh, you know, driving our Mercedes Benzes or my BMW. And then I, I look over to my left and I see somebody starving on the side of the street and everybody's walking past them. That's what I'm talking about. Some people feel invisible, um, but we just need to wake up and uh, see that our neighbors are right there asking for help and we can lend a hand if we're in a comfortable place. Yeah, I see. I find this so like intriguing, of like, because of, there's there's obviously so many layers to each individual's case. You know what I mean? Like, you know, every person is different. Everyone's needs are different. Some have you know mental health issues. Some have you know familial issues, trauma issues. Some have you know some real shit that they are going through. Some drug addictions, gambling, whatever it might be, some just have bad luck. That's also out there. So it's like where it's it's this problem that we have, but there's no one catch-all. And that's, I think, the interesting thing. And then the other thing is like people are in a way so would prefer to ignore it purely because it makes their life less uncomfortable. And it also means that you don't have to really directly interact with it it can be in the background in your subconscious so it's like this this i don't know it's it's weird that we as a society we could tomorrow all be like hey this is a problem we want to solve but we don't like that's and the we weird thing we just don't with COVID. and now that covid's over i believe we could all get together and look at a few other issues that may need uh some tending to 
don't know. All I know is that we probably won't fix it here. <laughs> now, <laughs> we're just starting the conversation here. Now, another thing that you go back to uh, that you just spoke about there is mental health. And I really believe that uh, even with drug addiction in Canada or Australia, really goes back to mental health. And I think that uh, we need to put a lot of focus there as well as a country on mental health and understanding others and all the situations that you just spoke about. Well, let me ask you this because there's a lot of things front of your mind, it seems. Like, how do you organize it for yourself? Because, like, you know, you've got you've got a lot going on in terms of, like, you're coming back, you're wanting to make a music career. There's also these, you know, social, economic things that, that you're talking about, that you're passionate about, clearly. Like, how do you have enough time for it all, number one? And number two, how do you prioritize? Because at some point, something has to be a priority over over another. So it's it's just interesting to me because I look at artists and I'm like, man, you barely have time to do anything else, let alone be an artist. It, it's all encompassing. There's two things that I focus on in my life. One is my personal growth. Um, and actually that comes in number two, because the first thing that comes up in my life is, is my daughter, my one-year-old daughter. That is my number one priority in my life. Um, so that's where I put a hundred percent of my attention. And, uh, whenever I have extra time, <laughs> which is, uh, my work, uh, that is, uh, thinking about these different social issues, how I can get involved in the community, uh, through my music, and then creating music that resonates with people so that they have a role model they can look up to that kind of looks like them, that kind of talks like them, but is uh, really focused on making a change in their community. And this is what I'm focused on. One, my daughter, and two, my music. Would you ever go to politics, do you think? Would I ever be good at politics? No, I actually- would, you, would you ever consider going into politics? I mean, you clearly want change and you clearly care so it's it's like it's interesting that art is the way you went like creativity is the way you went when like you could also go down like politics so i wonder if you've ever thought about that well actually when i was 18 years old i was the youth ambassador of british columbia i traveled to uh, tanzania i traveled to south america i traveled to uh ottawa i traveled everywhere uh with the united nations going into different communities motivating the youth and what I realized was, yes, I could have potentially became the premier. Uh, but the thing is, I really wanted to be a role model that the youth could resonate with. And that's why I chose music as my path here. This isn't just about working or uh, making money off music. This is 100% about my legacy and what I'm trying to leave behind uh, as a role model in our society. And what would you want that to be? Like if you had to put a crystal ball and you got to be like, this is the legacy that I leave behind. Like when it's all said and done, you know, when you look at in 20, 30 years, what does that ideally look like? I want my daughter to look back and see how many people we helped around the world. I want my daughter to look and learn what it's like to learn from others and to listen, not just react. And I think, uh, this whole thing that I'm doing right now is all about her. It's all about me showing her the positive path in life. And I really want to thank all of my fans for helping me with that as well. I want to shift to your your accident for a moment because I think it's important and obviously an important part of your story. But can you tell me what happened? Can you tell me like the the summation of the incident, where it left you, and then obviously we'll get into what the recovery looks like and and how you get back to where you are now. Yeah, so you can imagine just driving around, you know, leisurely, and then all of a sudden you're at a a four-way stop and you're about to take a a right turn and then all of a sudden somebody rear-ends you and and hits your car into the intersection. uh, Right, so you you were hit from behind. I was hit from behind while stationary. And then pushed into, on, was it oncoming traffic? Into the intersection. So I don't want to get too into the uh, situation there, but what I can tell you is it was uh, dramatic enough to 
to put a pause, I guess, would I would say on my music career. And, uh, you know, even after my rehabilitation of going to chiropractors and, and going to uh, um, the swimming pool and the gym, um, you know, I lost a lot of my motivation to get back to working in the community and being who I really am. And now, uh, after having my daughter, it's really inspired me to get back to my music. And especially now that I'm over my rehabilitation, it's really inspired me to get back into my music. Because I saw a photo of you in the hospital, and it's not a pleasant photo if anyone is wondering. I'm sure they're not, but I saw a photo on your socials of like, because you, you suffered like some significant injuries. Yeah, a back injury uh, in my C3 uh, spine section, spinal cord. Were they ever worried that you may never, you know, regain full function? It was a possibility, but uh, I took four years of rehabilitation uh, and different methods to get back to being able to perform. And that really, um, it really did help. And so what did that look like? You said kind of physio walking in. I'm assuming it was walking in water to like regain a little bit of strength. Like what was, what was the regiment like? Going, that period. going to the gym, uh, going to the chiropractor, repeating this weekly uh, for four years. So this was a this was part of my life. And before that, you were obviously making music, and then making music nonstop, going out into the community, doing hoodies for the homeless, giving back to uh, the youth in in different high schools. Uh, hoodies for the homeless was amazing because I got to. Uh, accept different donations for people in the community. And then I went out and I gave uh, hoodies and different clothing articles uh, in Victoria to the homeless. Um, so, you know, if somebody was wearing a, a jacket like this, that is, a you know, a beautiful jacket, uh, they were able to give it to somebody less fortunate and they were able to be proud of what they were wearing. So that was a really cool uh, campaign that I did with my music before the crash. Was it? Because, like, I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes, right? And I'm trying to be like, what would, where would I be mentally? Where would I be emotionally? And I think I'd be totally fucked, like, completely an absolute mess in terms of, like, I have this vision of where my life is going. And like we said at the show, at the beginning, through no fault of your own, you've been placed in one of the scariest scenarios that could ever happen to anyone, which is number one, a fight for life, but number two, a fight to just be able to live the life that you were living before. You know, what was that impact like for the people around you? Because obviously you would have gone through, you know, the difficulty in emotion. How was that when you looked at your loved ones and you looked at the people around you who were also there for support? It's hard even when you can't uh, pick up just, you know, the normal things that you're used to picking up. If you say you got to move and now you got to pack some boxes and take those boxes. Now you're asking your family to, you know, come and help you and, and taking time out of their day. And, you know, people want to help, but people are so busy. Right. So, you know, it, it does affect everybody around you. It affects yourself. It affects everybody. Um, but when it comes back to the music me being involved in the community was a huge thing. I looked around for the past uh, few years. I haven't seen anybody do what I, what I used to do. I haven't seen anybody um, locally here, at least uh, um, make the impact that I, I tried to make. And, you know, it would have been amazing to see somebody take that on, but it looks like I had to get back to this and I have to uh, be the example that I want to see. Why do you think nobody else did it? I have no idea, but I, I just think a lot of people are focused on copying what they see uh, on social media um, and recreating things that they see already. And I think we really need to start creating uh, what's already in our minds and what we want to see outside in reality. We need to be the um, entrepreneurs of today. The entrepreneurs and the humanitarians of today. Mm. Well, I do agree that somebody needs to start. That's the, that's always the mantle of like, 
someone needs to be the first person. And you know what is really cool, uh, which I'd like to uh, talk about, is how Complex got involved with All Good here. And, you know, they they did an article on it. Um, Complex is huge, 10 million subscribers on YouTube. Complex uh, was one of those channels, one of the first channels to support, just like yourself, who, who got involved and uh, wrote an article, right? And uh, they really believe that this track is one of the Canadians' uh, best new tracks, one of the best new tracks in Canada. And uh, that was really a huge honor. But I just have to say that uh, they made an initiative uh, to get involved, too, as a big network. And it's just about getting involved and spreading a, a message of positivity, just like we're doing today. How, how was the feeling of, like, how did, how did you find out that Complex wrote the article? Because... Like I always imagine, right? Like, how does this happen, and how's the news delivered? Like, do you just like, holy shit, my name is mentioned, or do they reach out first? Like, what's that process like? Okay, well, it's kind of crazy. I just uh, woke up in the morning and I look at my phone <laughs> and it says uh, "Complex tags you," and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I'm excited. I, I show my daughter. I'm like, "Complex tagged us." She doesn't even know what complex is. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it was pretty amazing. And then I look at the article. I'm tagged in it. It says uh, uh, best new Canadian tracks of this week. I, I click it. And all of a sudden, uh, I scroll down. And there's uh, All Good by uh, Alexander Reyes and Madchild. Crazy. Did you, did you message Madchild? Oh, of course I let him know. <laughs> of course I let him know. But that's <laughs> between us. <laughs> what do you say? Oh, that's 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 a story for the future for sure, for sure. Ah, <laughs> oh, so you're keeping us on bated breath. I'm not going to yeah, get the exclusive. I, no, no, I have you know. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> well, all I know is that I definitely would have been shouting from rooftops uh, if Complex um, mentioned mentioned me and mentioned what I'm doing. So you know, Complex this is my this is my plug for Complex. This is what I actually use this for is. For my for my own benefit is like, hey, complex. If you actually want to write a, an article on me, please feel free. I'm never going to oh, turn that down. That, right? that was amazing. That was amazing. Um, and so another thing that I woke up to uh, in the beginning of this run was uh, I woke up to being on Northern Bars, Northern Bars with Mercules, uh, Pressa, uh, Drake was on there. Nicki Minaj on New Music Friday. I woke up to be on New Music Friday with Nicki Minaj. Um, I, I thought that was pretty crazy. You know, not everybody just wakes up to one morning being on uh, New Music Friday with Nicki Minaj. <laughs> what What was your first thought? Like, all these things start happening, right? What's your thought process? Like, because it, it feels like, to be honest, when I'm talking to you, you're still somewhat in in disbelief that this is all happening. Yeah, it's it's a real life success story. It's it's crazy. You know, you see a lot of stars pop up uh, like Ice Spice and, you know, it's a label plant. Um, but this is really a comeback story. I woke up one morning to being on Northern Bars. Um, I woke up to being on New Music Friday with Nicki Minaj. That just doesn't happen. That is amazing. That is because of the fans. That is because of the support. And I have to say thank you. Thank you very much. I will say, though, I Spice does make some fire music. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. But I'm not a munch. <laughs> well, yeah. All I'm saying is she, it's like music is such an interesting place right now in terms of like the hip hop wave of like, you know, we're seeing the come up of drill, the come up of like, new artists and like by new i mean you know just new talent and it's it's amazing to see like where do you think your place is within that space i was driving around the other day and i love this question thank you very much it goes back to what i did as soon as i got some traction with my music the first thing i did was say hey let's get involved in the community let's create a, a a community within this fan base that is happening around all good and let's get involved in the community. So people went out, uh, even in the UK, there was uh, poster calls in the UK. People went out and put posters up in their hometowns for all good. 
And I think that really was the first uh, step towards people getting involved in their community. That was huge. People putting up posters in their communities. I have it on my Instagram. It's 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 the most amazing thing to see uh, my face in a coffee shop. Um, so that was really cool. But uh, I think my place is getting people involved in the community, giving people a, re uh, a role model they can resonate with, and showing people a positive path forward. I think that's my place in hip hop. How did you get people to put up the posters out of interest? What was your like, what was your message to them? I, I you know, I can't even remember. I, it was, it just happened. It's just like, you know, it's just the way the movement happened. It's, you know, I, I, I posted on Instagram first. I, I took the, I created this uh, on um, Photoshop this this poster here and then i said dm me if you want to get the file and uh, all of a sudden people all over the place started dming me and saying hey i want the file and i said wow this is this is crazy people are actually messaging me asking for the file and uh so i sent them the file and next thing you know there's there's instagram posts people sharing it uh telling me uh hey look i put up the poster in my town uh, some people printed them off on their uh, black and white printers. Some people went to the library to get it printed for free. Some people invested and went to uh, a poster shop and even paid their hard-earned money to get posters made just to promote this single. I think people did it because they believe in the song, but it because uh, the song is part of them. They, they lived the song, and it's crazy that they got involved like this. Yeah. I it must I keep saying it but like it must feel fake in a way like you're living in this weird reality of like but you know I everything I did as a as a youth creating my own youth program called Loud Alive uh getting involved in the community with hoodies for the homeless all these things I did as a youth and, and every single uh summer you know praying that I would become a rapper and then, uh, you know, I put out my first song back in four years and really all that dreaming, all those years of dreaming uh, became reality. And really, I just need to tell people, do not give up. Keep pushing because it could happen at any time. Where was your music before the accident? Like, where were you at in your career in terms of the music that you were making, in terms of the quality of the music? Like, where was it prior to the break? Prior to the break, I did uh, United Nations. United Nations uh, took me uh, all around the world. As I spoke about before, I was a United Nations uh, youth ambassador for British Columbia. So that means I traveled around. But while I was traveling, I was doing my music. I was performing. I was doing fundraisers um, for, uh, for tsunamis around the world and collecting uh, money through my music and donating every single dollar back into different organizations that could help like the red cross. I fundraised a lot of money for the red cross with my song, the United nations. Um, and it was all about uh, the strife that they were facing in the middle East, something that not a lot of people were talking about, but fast forward a few years, everybody was talking about it. So, you know, I can say that I was one of the first to start this subject about, uh, you know, different stuff happening in our community. And so were you using your music to purely do the humanitarian work or was there other music that was like to really kick off your, your hip hop or your, or your rap career? A hundred percent. It was my, it, it was my music first. Um, and then becoming a humanitarian just followed with that because of the topic of my music. I would create music about different current events happening uh, in the world, different tsunamis, different earthquakes, uh, talking about Japan, I would uh, talk about any current event that you saw in the news. I was all over the news as a youth, um, making my impact, making sure that uh, in the hip hop community, that people my age uh, knew about different social issues because it was my, it was like uh, using uh, hip hop as a vehicle to deliver my message. And my message is what I saw in the world. Like when you're, when you're looking at it, like, cause I was thinking as you were speaking, I was like, huh, you could, you could always go down the route of like 
historical hip hop too. Like, you know, talking about current events, but I'm interested, like, because obviously you're, you're passionate and I wonder where this passion comes from. Like, is there like a, a source of like this passion of like a source of like why humanitarianism, why all these things? Cause you obviously, obviously care, but like, do you know the moment of like when you found that out of like when it began for you when you were like, Oh shit, I have to do something. I think it was, uh, it was socials class. I was in socials class as a youth and I'm sitting in socials class and I'm, uh, listening to what's going on in class. And I say, Holy cow, I need to write a song about this. And, uh, that was that moment. Actually, I wrote a song about it and that was United Nations. So what was it that was the first topic for you? It goes way back from there. I started music when I was nine years old. So, you know, it was getting that little uh, desktop uh, microphone and rapping real close to the speaker and then saying, hey, dad, <laughs> come check out this song. And, uh, you know, he always bugs me about it till this day. Come check out this song. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's all about uh, it goes back way before the social uh issues it goes back to i don't know how but i was just born with this i was just born this way and it's just who i am as a person because did your family listen to music growing up well of course there's always music in the house michael jackson uh anything we could get our hands on music was uh a staple in our home and what were your birth i was gonna say i'm sure they weren't listening to like gangster rap though (laughs) <laughs> it was more like will smith but yeah hey will smith back in the day he was so good he definitely killed it well unfortunately now i don't know what the deal is with him he's lost so much credibility like will smith yes yeah yes, between yeah. between all his relationship with jada which is uh a shit show to say the least um and then obviously what happened with chris rock uh it's like I think in the weirdest way, he was on a pedestal for for a lot of people in terms of what he represented. And then it was like, oh, no, we're seeing the fall of of a hero in a way. There we go. It's actually very sad because, look, you have – and I have to say this because I'm, I'm in uh, multiple communities here because I'm also mixed. So I look at these two people as uh, idols back in the day, you know, and now I look at them as two role models who – couldn't hold it together um, because you have to look at the special from Chris Rock attacking uh, Will Smith back and then Will Smith coming on stage and starting the whole thing with slapping him. I mean, at the end of the day, we've lost two role models here because you can never fix that much damage. You have really affected not only yourself, but the people who looked up to you. And uh, I think that was a mistake on both parts, um, being reactive by Chris Rock, but also by starting it on Will Smith's end. So unfortunately we, we've uh, seen some damage to two of our role models here. So I definitely get the, the fall of, of uh, Will Smith, but in my opinion, as like the showman, I'm like, I get a hundred percent. I'm in the camp of like, Hey, you're a stand up comedian. He didn't do any interviews about it. He refused to talk about it. And the only time he talked about it was on stage. So I think if, if there's any time, it's to make a joke out of it and like use. So I actually think he did it pretty well. He had the opportunity to like go on news and social media and talk about it all the time, but he didn't. He just made a special and that's, that's like his way. He, he went back to his art of like, Hey, I'm going through this shit. This shit happened to me. And I'm going to express myself about it in my art form, as opposed to just actively, going out there and creating news and creating stories. And obviously everyone wants to know about it. We all like, I would have been like, hell yes, please tell me about it. But I think out of all the ways he could have done it, I think he did a pretty good job. All things considered Chris rock. And I love what you said there, because uh, at the end there, you said uh, people express themselves through their art, you know, and that's even what all good is about. It's about, expressing about how you can go through a hard time uh, and still come out on top. 
and it's about expressing yourself through art. I've I've asked multiple people uh, on Instagram to please get involved by sharing what they do best, what they love, what is their art, and how can they get involved by sharing um, different skills that they they have. I love it. I love seeing people get involved and expressing themselves through their arts. Were you always artistic as a, as a child? Like, were you always gravitating towards art in general, like being expressive through creative aspects? A hundred percent. Every single day I woke up and made videos or recorded music or found a new way to create something in my community, um, create a youth program for the, youth uh that didn't have a program um or didn't have a program that they felt uh, proud to be included in uh we created this ourselves as youth in my community here a hundred percent um did you get that from your parents do you think uh yes a hundred percent i think my parents are, are very strong individuals my father is a businessman and i i look up to um how he was an entrepreneur um I look up to my uncle who was on CBC radio in South Africa and was a broadcaster. And, and I look up to these different achievements. Um, I think uh, having strong role models in your life is, is very positive. It's something that everybody needs. Mm. I, I agree with you. I think, you know, having people to look up to is like, is critical in the foundation of who you become. And like, it's weird. I, Cause I, I think about it two ways. I'm like, you need a role model and you need someone to look up to, but then you don't want to idolize them too much because like we said, the fall of uh, Will Smith is like, if you idolized him and the fall of your hero, it's almost like that your hero wasn't your hero the whole time it was like they were it like crushes you like i have people that i look up to and like if they were to fall i would be like who am i like what does that mean for me if my hero and the person i've looked up to my whole career my whole life all of a sudden is exposed so it's interesting because you have to balance being impressed by and using them to motivate you but also not treating them like godly figures because I think that's what we do sometimes, especially with celebrities. It's like they have no faults. They're, they're not human anymore. And so I think that we're in this place of like figuring it out. It's true. You can't, uh, you can't idolize someone too much. You need to find your own path in life. And that's what it comes back to the beginning of this podcast where we talked about, uh, uh, finding your path you know you need to follow your own path um and, and create and be creative but uh um create things that you want to see in the world uh you can't just rely on what's already being created and and create new variations of it create something new because it's in you to do that can i ask how did you stay motivated enough during your rehab to keep it going like because I, I also read that, you know, you were not motivated to make music as well. But, like, how did you get through it? Like, what's, if, what's the tangible advice that you would give people who are in that hardship now? Like, they're in the midst of it. And you've obviously made it through. But how did you get through it? How did you? Because at the beginning, you don't know it's going to take four years. At the beginning, you're like, maybe it'll take six months. Maybe it'll take 12. Maybe it'll... And, and all of a sudden, four years later, that's how long it takes. So, like, how did you get through that of, like, not knowing when it's going to end? Yeah. That is the hardest part. Not knowing when it's going to end. I think there's a lot of people out there who are even facing having cancer right now and... They're going through a struggle that I can't speak on because I haven't been through it. But I can tell you something that they're probably going through what you just spoke about. That's what you just made me think about here. Okay. A little less about myself here for a second. I think there's uh, a lot of people stuck in the middle there trying to get from here to there. And uh, it's very hard in the middle. You don't see the, you don't see the end result yet, but you're pushing for it. 
And you just got to keep tunnel vision. You just got to keep your tunnel vision. You got to stay focused on what you want in life. And if you keep that tunnel vision, all the background noise becomes background noise. And uh, you just start to see the end goal clear. And my end goal was just getting back to at least being able to do everything that I was doing before the crash. And then once I had my daughter, it was really, hey, look, I'm good now. I have all of this in me. I might as well just put out a song and see what happens. And I guess what happened was crazy. Well, I think that that in addition to that advice, my personal take on it has always been, and obviously I'm not going through these battles and I haven't gone through these battles, but just taking the life lessons that I've learned um, and anyone can tell me to shut the fuck up, but it is obviously their own perspective. But my view on these things is like setting goals of like, you need to set milestones of like, I cannot see the end, but I can see far enough in front of me to be able to set that as a target. And then once I get there, okay, done, tick. Now what? Now what's my next move? And I think that allows you to break it up into small chunks of like, even if it's small enough to be like, I have to get up today. Like I have to get out of bed and I have to go and I have to hustle or I have to go and do this. That and being able to achieve that allows you to finish the day and be like, okay, what does tomorrow look like? What's next? What else can I? And I think that is the way we get through stuff is by breaking it down. Like if you want to lose 50 kilos, you don't look at the 50. You got to lose one kilo at a time, one pound at a time. You're not going to just be at the end. You're going to be slowly, incrementally getting there. And so I'm a big believer in just small targets, consistently small targets so that you can tick wins off. Because if you just say it has to be the 50 kilos or 50 pounds or whatever it is, then it feels like a mountain that you cannot climb. And everybody has a reward system. We're human beings, so we have a reward system. So it's very good to set these different type of uh, goals and achieve each goal, just like you're saying, so that you feed your reward system and you understand that you're on the right track, um, but still keep that tunnel vision towards where you're going. Don't get off track with all the background noise. Yeah. And it's just consistency. And it's weird because like you, you spoke about motivation and I think the one thing that we don't speak about enough is discipline of yes, like, sir. because motivation is a great emotion. Like it feels awesome to be motivated and it feels awesome to feel good. Cause you're like, I'm hungry. I'm going, I want it. But the truth is you're not going to be motivated all the time. If anything, you're not going to be motivated most of the time and it's about being disciplined enough and have the desire burn enough for you to do the shit that you don't want to do. Like, I'm sure for you, there's things that you don't want to do. You don't want to fly sitting in cramped seats. That's difficult. You don't want to get up really early. Like, do you want to make get up at 5 a.m.? Not particularly. Like <laughs> well, well, maybe you do, but maybe, you know, there's, you know, no, I always say, I always say to people like, I record quite often and I get up at like 5.30 in the morning. But I totally understand what you're, what you're getting at here 100%. There's things that we don't like to do necessarily all the time that we have to do, and that's discipline. And, but I think the rewards come with that. And that's what it's like. The motivation is enough for you to start and the discipline is enough for you to make sure that you don't stop. I think they, they go hand in hand. You need to be motivated to start, but then once you start, you need to be disciplined enough not to quit. Yes, 100%. And and if you do quit something, always start something new. <laughs> because you got to keep yourself focused and keep yourself busy. Can I ask, how did you get in touch with Mad Child to get onto this track? It's It was a great... It was just, you know, have you ever heard of being at the right place at the right time? I have. And that was one of those situations... I'm sure we're going to speak further on it, but I can tell you right now that life and uh, some people say the universe, but life is just good. You know, karma is real. 
and I did a lot in my community. And I'm very thankful for Mad Shell getting on this song and giving me a platform to showcase what I've done in the past and what I want to do in the future here. I'm very thankful. And I think the fans are very thankful too. This was a great opportunity and it's a once in a lifetime opportunity and it's it's it was amazing and uh I'm very thankful. Cuz I did read that you bumped into him at the studio. Yes. What was what was that like? Like number one to bump into an artist like Mad Child, but then also to talk to him and and for this process to evolve and into we're what both it professionals. is. We're both professionals and we're but we're not just professionals. We're people who care about others. And this song was really created from a real life story to motivate others to get through that long road. And it's done exactly that. This song has helped people. I get messages on Instagram from people I've never met all over the country in different countries telling me that all good has really push them to keep going. So, you know, we just put our stories together and and we put real life into a song and the out the outcome is amazing. What do you see as your next step? Like, obviously this single you're promoting now, but what's next? Like, what are you building off the back of this? I have an album coming out pretty soon. I'm working very hard on making sure that it's wrapped up for everybody. Do we, do you have a time frame for it? I don't have a time frame that I can announce right now, but I can tell you on this show, the first time I will say in public that, yes, I'm working on an album. I have Swizz from Funk Volume. Back in the day, Hobson, I met him uh, before the I Am Raw tour. He invited me back to every single concert in Vancouver. Anytime that he came back on tour, he took me out to lunch with Damien and, and Justin, who is Swizz, and, and gave me a lot of game when I was younger. And I have to say that uh, all that game, uh, Marcus, I'm just saying right now because you might see this, <laughs> all that game that you taught me and, and that, that Hobson taught me is still in my head. And uh, I really appreciate it. It's crazy to see somebody who had a dream become a real star. I saw somebody who who literally was before the I Am T- Raw tour become a, a star. I've never told this story before. It's crazy. Well, and we're getting the exclusive. This, yes, you guys get the exclusive. I'm sitting in this situation now <laughs> uh, with my song All Good. And I'm saying, wow, you know, I saw it happen um, from a different perspective as a fan. And now I'm seeing how it feels as the artist. And that's crazy. So, so can I just confirm, you're getting Hobson on that project as well? This, we're we're going to talk about that in the future. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm going to say this, that's, uh, you know, my background is in sales uh, and I'm a pretty good listener. Uh, so in, you don't have to confirm, but I'm going to assume yes. Uh, the audience can infer from from whatever, but hey, we, we get the exclusive album is coming, maybe or maybe not with Hobson. That's and, right. That's how. <laughs> and and uh, not too uh, far away. Not too far away. Well, hopefully it drops. You know, this year at some point. I'm I'm sure you're you're keen to have it drop pretty quickly. Is I wonder is all good a plan for the for the lead single? Or are you going to have other lead singles? There's going to be a few lead singles with a few artists that uh, people know about. And I'm really excited for everybody to um, see who I've been working with and see who's on this album. And uh, I want them to know that it's done independently. uh, And this is done um, with the support of the people. Can I ask, this is is a question I always wonder for artists, and I don't usually ask this question because... It's more of an egocentric question. I try to stay away from it. But like, obviously, you're having a lot of media coverage. You're having a lot of people talk to you. You're having a lot of people like 
express their gratitude and but why this show why did why did you choose to come on this show because I, I always wonder these things of like you know i'm just an aussie guy down in australia like a world away essentially and you know i've been pretty fortunate in the sense of i've spoken to some dream guests of mine like i, I will say time and time again speaking to cuban link was amazing and he worked with Big Pun. Big Pun was my is my favorite rapper of all time, and obviously he's no longer with us. Um, but to be able to speak to Cuban Link twice and listen to the stories that he had was like a dream come true. So I always wonder, like, why? Because it it feels like I'm living similar to you in a different world. But like, I'm interested with everything that's happening in your life. What's with everything that's happening in your career right now? why this show that you chose to come on because your show is organic your show is real it's it's a hundred percent real i looked at your page i looked at your content and it's it's not just um it's not just uh some facade it's it's real content and i love it and it's me it's exactly what i represent is is uh organic real content that relates to people and your show was a platform that I could get on and speak my mind um, without a script. I asked you, hey, can I get the questions first? Just to see if there was a script. And you said, there's no script. And I said, this is freaking perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I roll. <laughs> well, that works for me because as I said, yeah, it's always a worry to me when interviewers like or, or people are like, hey, send me the questions in advance because it's like, well, then why are we doing this in the, in the first place? Like if that's what you want, the podcast is not the realm for it because it just becomes this pre-planned shit show of, Oh, I know exactly what I'm going to hear. And they I hate pre-planned answer. That's, that's what drives me crazy as a fan. And like when I hear my favorite artists talk and when I hear interviewers interview, I'm like, this sucks because I'm not getting the genuine juice of like what makes you tick. And I think that's what every fan wants. That's what I want is like, I want to know you beyond the pre-planned. I want to know you behind the facade and behind the stage. And I think that's what resonates with people ultimately. And ult- and I genuinely think you're all interesting, everyone that I talk to. So uh, why not? And you have C Lance uh, that you uh, recently did an interview with too. He's uh, he's very known in in the uh, genre of hip hop. Um, so you know you're doing very good for yourself. Uh, and I think I want to say congratulations. You know I do. Well, I appreciate it because yeah, C Lance. So, as I said, sometimes I don't know why people say yes. In the back of my head, I'm like, really, <laughs> like really, you're saying yes? But but hey. I don't question it anymore. I'm just like, I'm just thankful that it comes and, and thankful that people like you and people like Sea Lance and, and the, the countless number of guests that I've had on the show continue to say yes and continue to want to come on because ultimately, you know, I could be just a guy talking into a mic by myself, but this is always better with people sharing their story and being able to like inspire others and, and give an insight into the creativity that, really creates music and creates the energy that that feeds a lot of people and really motivates a lot of people. Yeah. And people need to be uh, motivated. They need something to, uh, to, um, to move with, you know, they need, they need that uh, movement to be a part of. And uh, it's hopefully it's a positive one. So. Well, with you, it will be, that's what we can at least guarantee. We can only guarantee what we have, what we control, but um, I just wanted to say, you know, man, congratulations on everything that you've achieved. Congratulations on overcoming what you've overcome. Congratulations on, you know, now having a child and being able to be a role model, not only to obviously fans and people you don't know, but to people you do know. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing your continued success. Uh, the, the, the stage is set essentially for you no, now I appreciate you're, it you're in a time. place that that it can definitely happen i appreciate it big time and i hope uh in the future here we continue to work together as well 
and uh, we continue to create some content together because it's all about networking and creating a community that you can network with. Um, that is most important here because it's not just about me or you. It's about the whole bigger picture here, which is, uh, you know, creating something that people can be proud of and happy about. I agree with you, man. And I'm sure you'll do a tour at some point And then obviously we'll have to do this face to face as much as I love technology. And as much as technology makes this possible, I'm always like, man, face to face would be so much better. You get like the, the real energy, um, face to face, but I, I, I cannot agree more. I think that the more people, you know, the more connections you have, the better it is. And if you're good at building relationships, well, Hey, all power to you. Cause I think this business is a relationships business as much as people think it's a talent business. That's only a part of the piece. You got to have, you got to be a good person sometimes. No, you do. You do. And you have to, uh, you have to not just do things uh, with yourself uh, um, in mind. You have to do things with others in, in mind and, uh, I really appreciate you allowing me to come on this podcast today. Uh, I really appreciate you taking your time out because uh, you could have also uh, interviewed anybody today. And uh, I really appreciate that you interviewed me. And maybe well, I'll ask you, why did you, uh, why did you accept interviewing me? Well, it's a good question. Um, I like that you stole my question, put me under the spotlight. You know, usually I do it the other way around. Um, <laughs> so I'm not as used to it, but I think what what I liked about what I saw from you was the potential for a, an interesting story and an interesting conversation. And I base a lot of my decisions and, and the reason I do this podcast and, and a big reason why I talk to people is because I genuinely believe that every person has one good story in them. And so I knew you had one. And then you also made impactful music and you add those two together. And I was like, well, how could I say no? So it was, it was those two things and, and reading what you went through and reading about the journey that you're on. I was like, yeah, I would be kind of crazy not to. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on this show. So this is what I have to do moving forward here. I have to uh, set a precedence, uh, for other hip hop musicians uh, to also get involved in their community. I hope uh, I can challenge other rappers on this show, on this podcast. Before we end it, I want to make sure that I challenge other rappers in every single community around the world to get involved and do something. Do something positive. Even if your music isn't positive, that's fine. You're spreading a message of awareness about what happens in your community, but also get involved. You can do turkey drives. You can donate clothing. There's a lot that you can do. Love that message, man. And I only have one more question for you. And uh, it's a last question that I've always finish on the show, but um, it's probably the hardest question. If you had to recommend one album, it can be any genre of music, cannot be your own music, that everybody should listen to at least once to get an appreciation of, what would it be? Have you heard of Lawnmower Man? No, I haven't. <laughs> that is one of my favorites. One second here. Lawnmower Man. Perfect. Amazing. You guys have to search it up. That's my what's favorite. The, what's the album? Lawnmower Man. By... Who's it by? By Mad Child. <laughs> oh, by Mad you. Child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, of course, it was by Mad Child. Um, but as I said, man, absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, look forward to seeing what else you do. I'm looking forward to seeing the release of that album. As we said, I got the exclusive. So anybody else out there? We got it here first on the Hip Hop Hustle podcast. Um, but yeah, man, amazing things. As we said, you've been mentioned in Complex. Uh, you were also on CBC on the news as well. I got all my fans right now are hitting me up like crazy. Sorry about that. Look at my, you guys are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, hey, it's a good problem to have um, and I'm looking forward to to them continue to do that. As I said, man, absolute pleasure. And for everybody else, if you haven't listened to the song, listen to All Good. Um, it's it's in the background of of Reyes's a video, Have You Heard All Good? If the answer is no, you know what you need to do. Go listen to it. But, man, well, absolute pleasure. It. And just like you mentioned earlier there, yes, I'll be um, – You'll see me on many different news stations coming up pretty soon here. Uh, CBC, uh, you're going to see me on uh, quite a few others. Um, I'm very excited to keep sharing this music video. I want to share this podcast with everybody I can, and I'm very appreciative of being on here as well. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news. Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under Hip Hop Hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.